This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. But if you study what the blessing is, you'd be like, I, I want that impartation. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. The, you, know, the, you know, in Psalm 103, it says, you know, not to forget any of his benefits. The blessing comes to those who are in covenant with God. The Bible says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's awesome. gifts are to be used. The anointings are to be poured out and released for other people. And if we don't keep using them, you know, when you give away something, God gives you more. It's the same way with money. It's the same way with prophecy. The more you prophesy, the more prophetic relation you will receive. We've got to use what we've got. Somebody say, work it. Work it. <laughs> Impartation is a divine transfer that releases an ability you did not have before. Through impartation, the Holy Spirit gives or grants you a spiritual gift, a revelation, a power, a healing, a blessing, something that you did not have before or something that you need more of. Somebody say, give me more, God. Give me more, God. Oh, y'all are doing good today. Paul said this to the church in Rome, Romans 1, 11 and 12. He said, I am earnest or I am yearning to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift that you may be established. And the Greek word for established also means strengthened. So he wants to, Paul wanted to come to them and see them in person. Why? So he could impart something to them to strengthen them in their walk, to strengthen them in their faith, to establish them in Jesus name. He says, we may be mutually strengthened and encouraged and comforted by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now, in part, in this context, it means, it means in part, but in part means to give, means to give. It means to grant as if from a store. Now, God has a store full of gifts. He has a store full of mantles. He has a storehouse. He's not lacking. He's not wondering, oh gosh, I'd like to impart something to them this morning. I know Jennifer called for an impartation service. I hope that I have refilled my storehouse. He has a storehouse full of healing and gifts and, and anointings and mantles. He never runs dry. He never runs out. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad the blessing of the Lord doesn't ever run dry? The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. God has a great storehouse. Young's literal Bible translates in part as to give a share of. So when we receive an impartation, ultimately we're really receiving an impartation or a part or a piece of what God has given to somebody else. It's really a piece of God. It's really a piece of his anointing. Everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. See, everything comes from God. It all comes from him. I put a, a Facebook post this week up on my page. You may have seen it if you're my friend. And I said, you know, beware of mantle vultures. You know, here's the thing. Everyone wants this one's mantle and that one's mantle. And they'll go and serve just to get the mantle. You know whose mantle I want? 
I want Jesus' mantle, praise God. Amen? Everything comes from him anyway. Whatever mantle someone is wearing or carrying, it came from God to begin with. And let me just tell you this, honey. Whenever you get someone's mantle, you also get all the bad stuff that came along with it. So if they were prone to sexual sin, guess what you're going to battle with? Can we say that in church? Amen. I just did. Praise God. I'm telling you, you're going to get the bad stuff with the good. We can receive impartation from God himself or from anointed men and women. There are five methods or there's five, uh, five things that God can impart that we see in scripture. Now, I know he can, part, he can part other things probably that aren't there, but I like to stick with the Bible. The one is blessing. The ministry of impartation can release a blessing. Now, we don't have time to get into all of this, but if you study what the blessing is, you'd be like, I, I want that impartation. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. The, you, know, the, you know, in Psalm 103, it says, you know, not to forget any of his benefits. The blessing comes to those who are in covenant with God. The Bible says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we want the blessing. As a matter of fact, all of you in this room who still have fathers that are alive, I want you to ask for their blessing. Because there's something about a father's blessing. You know, you can mess around and dishonor your parents and cut your life short. Uh-oh. Why did she just become a downer like that? I don't understand. We're talking about blessing. You can, curse your, you can curse your parents and it boomerangs back on you. The Bible says, honor your mother and father so that it shall go well with you. So reverse that. What happens if you don't honor your mother and father? I didn't say it. You did. Amen. Somebody out there said it. It doesn't go well with you. Blessing. Genesis 28, verses 1 through 4. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. Then he charged him and said to him, You must not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take for yourself a wife from there and from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you so that you may become a multitude of people. May he give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land where you are are a stranger which God gave to Abraham. I decree right now in the name of Jesus that every curse that has been launched against your life is broken. I take authority over every word curse. I decree and declare the curse causeless shall not land. I break the powers of witchcraft and every potion, hex, vex, spell, incantation, all measures and forms of witchcraft in the name of Jesus and I release the blessing of Abraham over your life. You will be fruitful. You will multiply, not just from your body, but from the work of your hands. I decree that everything that you put your hand to is going to prosper in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yes. The second thing we see in the Bible that's imparted is the Holy Spirit, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 8, 14 through 17 now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. And when they came down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for he still had come on none of them. They were only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. How many of you have received the Holy Spirit? 
Amen. I'll tell you what, we need that impartation. We need an infilling. We need an outpouring. We need the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't get through a day without the Holy Ghost. And the Lord's been talking to me, and I'll share with some of you probably next week about the season that we're in. And I'm not going to give it away because I want to wait till the rest of the congregation is here. I know a lot have gone for the hurricane, uh, which we cursed in Jesus' name, sent back to the sea. Amen. Amen. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we need him. Somebody say, I need him. I need him. him. The third thing is spiritual gifts. 1 Timothy 4 and 14. Paul told Timothy, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands by the elders. You know, we can prophesy and the Lord is giving you whatever. God can tell us what he wants to give you. And then when we lay hands, it is imparted. You understand? I've prophesied over a lot of people, different gifts that God would bring them into. Now, here's the thing. If you receive an impartation of a spiritual gift, you are the one that has to activate it. How do you activate it? By using it, by practicing it. You can have spiritual gifts on the inside of you that are just lying dormant, doing nobody no good. You've got to activate it. Amen. So if you've, if you've received impartations and spiritual gifts in the past and you have not done anything with them, I want you to repent so that you can receive what we're doing here today. Number four, you can receive healing through impartation. Matthew 9, verses 20 through 22. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years, may I say 12 years, came up behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. For she kept saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be healed. And Jesus turned around and saw her and he said, take courage, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And at once the woman was restored to health. There is an impartation of anointing that can be in clothing. This is why we had the handkerchief service. This is why before Oral Roberts died, remember Oral Roberts, he's a great general of the faith. He invited a good number of people to his house and they would kneel before him. He would pray for them. He'd give them one prayer request. And each of them, he gave a handkerchief that he prayed over. And I know some people that still have their handkerchief today. I wish that I had been there. I was not there. But there is an impartation that can come from the clothing Paul, the handkerchiefs and the aprons that he wore on his body, they had such an anointing that when people received them, they were healed. But the healing power of God also does come through the laying on of hands. It can also come in the glory. You can receive an impartation of healing anointing in the glory. Now, I just came back from, where was I? Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I was there and at some point there were, it was like a, I was ministering on inner healing. And at some point the flip, the, 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 the switch just flipped and I went up about five notches higher and the glory of God fell. I, I, I was on my face. I got up. I, I, I promise you, I could not even see clearly. It was blurry. I thought my glasses are just, you know, my glasses. I'm tr- it didn't matter. It wasn't my glasses. It was the glory of the Lord. And people received deliverance with no one even touching them. People received emotional healing and wellness. And who knows what else they received. So when we're in atmospheres that are charged with his presence, we can receive healing and many other things. Jesus told us the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
But he came to give us a life of abundance to the full until it overflows. If you aren't living an abundant life, you're living on the wrong side of John 10.10. It's time to fight back. It's time to make victory decrease. In my new devotional, I share prophetic words of wisdom directly from the Holy Spirit's heart that will help renew your mind, strengthen your spirit, expose the enemy's strategies, and equip you to overcome. Each devotion has scripture references for your study and power decrees to command your victory. Pick up your copy of Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory, wherever books are sold. The unseen realm of the spirit is more real than what we experience with our five natural senses. Just beyond the veil of what the natural eyes can see, hosts of angels and demons are actively working. The Bible says that all Christians have been brought into this dimension through Jesus Christ. Many people who see in the spirit often don't know what they're seeing or understand the dimensions of spiritual sight. But this landmark book, The Seer Dimensions, will help you unlock these mysteries. Written by best-selling author Jennifer LeClaire, this book will help you tap in to the seer dimensions. You'll discern what is from God and what is demonic. You'll interpret the activity you're seeing in the spirit. You'll tap into what God is doing in and through you and manifest breakthroughs for yourself and others. Seer dimensions will impart useful information, practical instruction, biblical application, and powerful prayers for operating in the spiritual world. Pick up your copy of The Seer Dimensions wherever books are sold. Now there are methods of impartation. Methods, and now the first one is laying on of hands, which you're probably most familiar with. This is what we tend to do. We lay on hands, and we see it over and over, even in the examples that I've read you, that people receive by the laying on of hands. Now, it's not that anything is special about me. It's a point of contact. Now, I can't impart to you something that I don't have, which is why laying on of hands is not the only way to receive an impartation. Let me continue. Genesis 48, 14. Laying on of hands is used to impart a blessing. In Genesis 48, 14, Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his right hand on Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he imparted to him a blessing. So we can impart a father's blessing. We can impart a blessing by the laying on of hands. Healing comes by the laying on of hands. Jesus laid hands on people. Luke 4 and 40. Now when the sun was setting, all who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus. And he laid hands on them and every one of them was healed. Everyone. Is it God's will to heal? Amen. It's God's will to heal. Moses. Moses laid hand on Joshua. Now we don't talk about this one as much. He laid hands on Joshua to impart some of the authority that he carried, which you could say is part of the blessing, to impart authority. Can you imagine? I was just praying over Patrick and his wife last week about that authority that I saw. Then I prayed and released it. Authority. Authority. Numbers 27, eight and 18 and 19. Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him 
set him before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation and inaugurate him in their sight. And you shall give some of your authority to him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And so we see he imparted, see in Moses, it took him, you know, decades to learn how to walk in that authority, in that anointing. He spent 40 years on the backside of the desert. He paid a price for it. And yet God allowed Moses to lay hands on Joshua and impart some, not all, but some of the authority. Why? There's a purpose. God never imparts anything without a purpose. Understand. He's not imparting more authority to you so that you can, you know, be cool and, you know, feel good about yourself. He's doing that. He did that with Joshua because God knew that Joshua was going to have to ultimately be the one who led the Israelites into the promised land. Moses did not yet know it, but God knows everything. How I many know God knows everything? Amen. He knows everything all the time. And we see the evidence of this manifestation of the impartation in Deuteronomy 34, 19. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord commanded them. So we see that it worked. This is clear evidence in the Bible that it worked. Clear evidence that when the apostles laid their hands on the new believers, they received the Holy Ghost. Clear evidence that when Moses laid his hand on Joshua, he received the spirit of wisdom. He received a measure of, of Moses' authority. And then again, Moses, in Numbers 11, 24 and 25, God told him to release that spirit of prophecy that was on him. How do you know Moses was a prophet? And the Bible says, so Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened that when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. The anointing. The glory. Do you remember what happened when Saul, the king who was the first king of Israel, he came into the company of the prophets and the atmosphere was so charged with anointing that he began to prophesy. And the, 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 the Bible says there was a proverb that said, is Saul also among the prophets? And so let me just say this, just because you can prophesy doesn't mean you're a prophet. Oh, I thought you were going to stone me for that one. We can also release impartation through, a, through applying anointing oil. And we do that sometimes, especially in, 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 with regard to the sick, because the Bible says, you know, if anyone is sick, anoint him in the name of the Lord and pray. And so that's where we get that, that application from of the oil. But the prophet Samuel also imparted the anointing to Saul by the oil. Oil represents the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And anointing someone with oil is like transferring, like you're smearing that on there. You're, you're transferring it. First Samuel 10, verse 1, reads, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Of course, we can receive impartation from the hearing of the word. Faith comes by and hearing by. So when you meditate on the word, you're renewing your mind. You're receiving an impartation of light, light that breaks through the darkness in your mind. When you sit under teaching on whatever it is, 
let's say you're, you're a prophet and you want to learn, or you're a spiritual warrior, you want to learn these things. You're sitting under an anointed teacher with a true revelation. That anointing that is in the room from the word that is released can bring to you revelation and anointing that you did not have. In my school of the prophets in London, there was a, a young man that came and he said, you know, I've... I've it, he's the guy from uh, the Middle East. He, and he came and he said, you know, I've been watching your YouTube stuff for years. I love all your YouTube stuff. He said, but sitting under that teaching anointing, he said, it's like, it's caused me to skyrocket. He goes, I can't explain it. It's because of the atmosphere. And, and it's because of proximity. And there is a law of proximity. So it's great to do things online if that's the only way you can do them. Take classes online if that's the only way you can do it. You'll still get some of that. But there's nothing like sitting in an atmosphere. Somebody say amen. amen. You can also get anointing directly from God, which we sort of alluded to. You can receive impartation directly from God without anyone laying hands on you or teaching the word. But this often comes through uh, knocking, seeking, uh, knocking, seeking for more of him. But it can manifest suddenly. I felt the weight of glory from a direct impartation more than once. And I've received a lot of impartations. And I was asking the Lord this morning, I was taking inventory, I was saying, Lord, because some of them I can remember very, very greatly. And some of them I probably don't even remember at all. But I began to ask the Lord, what have I received by impartation? Would you remind me? How I many know God knows everything? Things we forget, he knows them. And so the first one that I remember, not the first one I received, but the first one that came to mind was when Cindy Jacob released a prophetic word over my life that released an impartation into my life of crazy favor. It's the only prophetic word I've ever received from her. Only, only one ever. And it was for crazy favor. And, and I looked up today, and there's actually a spirit of favor listed in the Bible. And so when she did that through her mouth, through the prophecy, through the prophetic words, Zechariah 12 and 10 speaks of the spirit of favor. Isn't that crazy? Where the, what is favor? It's gracious kindness or someone, when someone shows you a friendly regard, someone gives you an opportunity that you could not have gotten anywhere else, doors fling open for you that you could not pound down in your own strength, that's favor. And she prophesied crazy favor over me, and I tell you what, I've been just walking, walking, walking through doors, getting stuff that would cost me $100,000 for free, all kind of crazy stuff's been happening. And right now, in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. I decree crazy favor over your life. I prophesy crazy favor into your life, in the name name of the Lord. The spirit of favor rests upon you and dwells with you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Yeah. amen. We like that, don't we? I'm going to lay hands on you in a minute, but I'm just going to do these. I'm going to share a little bit more. Ancient texts foretell a time when God's celestial beings, angels, will once again have manifested influence over the earth. The sudden increase in angelic visitations reported worldwide suggest we're entering the time, an era foretold in the book of Revelation, when during great awakening, miracles will occur, trumpets will sound, and the everlasting gospel will resound throughout the heavens. Now, more than ever, believers need to understand the role that angels are set to play and discern the difference between the coming holy and unholy encounters. Now, more than ever, you need Angels on Assignment again by Jennifer LeClaire. 
Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here. I'm coming to you with an exciting opportunity to partner with me as I advance the kingdom of God around the world. As many of you know, I am doing a daily prayer call that's reaching millions of people, millions and millions of people a year, but I'm also planting houses of prayers, prayer hubs, apostolic centers, and of course, raising up prophets and prophetic people. But I'm also sowing, sowing, sowing. Jennifer LeClaire Ministries sows back into at least 15 other ministries that are touching the sex trafficking industry. They're touching digging wells in Africa. They're helping uh, drug addicts rehabilitate and so, so much more. I need your partnership. When you partner with Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, whether you're in Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, here in the US, wherever you are in the world, you are helping to open a door for me to come to your nation. You are helping feed hungry people. You are helping the gospel be preached. You're helping media projects flow forth. You are helping, you are sowing, and you will reap a harvest. Listen, you cannot outgive God. I can't do what I do without faithful supporters like you. You know, Billy Graham used to say that the janitor who cleaned the bathrooms would receive the same reward as he did for standing on a platform and preaching the gospel. When you sow into our ministry, you receive a reward. I want to invite you to become an official partner. You'll receive a monthly partner resource, special seating at my events, and so much more. The most important thing is you're being partakers of advancing the kingdom of God, especially if you're a prophetic person, if you're mission-minded, if you're apostolically focused, support. So pray. Amen. God is good and he's doing so much more than any one of us can do alone, but together we can do a lot. We can make an impact. We can have influence on a lost and dying world. It's time. It's time to rise up and go further. I'm asking you become a partner today.